0: Loud and
1: clear, 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 clear. The clock has started.
2: The clock has started. started. 5, 5, 4, four 3, three two, 1.
1: episode of our podcast. Today we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field. By sharing our collective expertise, we will show you how to harness control and use your own skill set to achieve ultimate success and live the life you want. And now, please welcome your
0: host. Well, welcome to our very first podcast of the Smalls, the Colorado small government contractor collaborative. And uh, with us today, we've got Dennis Cater, the CEO and co-founder of The Smalls. Dennis, welcome.
2: Thanks, Nate. Appreciate it.
0: Dennis, uh, let let the audience know a little bit about The Smalls, kind of uh, how it started and kind of what the idea is behind The Smalls.
2: Well, we started the organization back in 2017 with the idea that we wanted to get small government contractors together here in Colorado um and and start talking to the different small government contractors to see what opportunities are out there and to get to know each other and do some networking um that continued to grow uh from the Colorado Springs area up to Aurora and then uh recently down in Pueblo so we've kind of covered the state we've we've got about 400-something companies now that are part of this collaborative. The the official name of the Smalls is the Colorado Small Government Contractor Collaborative, but that became kind of a mouthful, and everybody just kind of stuck with the Smalls, so it, it stuck. Um, the goal of the Smalls is to uh, network, collaborate, and grow, so we want to help companies um, ultimately and and not just the companies, but the region and Colorado itself to uh provide some kind of economic development aspect to this thing. And so by us growing and each of the companies growing, you know, we're contributing to the state and, and its economic growth as well. So it's kind of a win win for everybody. And we're really focusing on um the small government contractor ecosystem. And and when we say that, we mean kind of what, what makes the whole Small government contracting field run, and we look at the small government um, offices, the, the SBOs, small government business offices, the um, the primes out there who want small government contractors on their teams, the small government contractors themselves, service providers, and by that we mean people that provide insurance, legal support. Uh, finance, accounting support, because if you're starting a small government contractor, you probably don't have a lot of infrastructure built out. So we want to let them provide that to us or at least point uh, small government contractors to folks that can help them. And then finally, uh, recently, we started talking about bringing in manufacturers, because if you're going to start building products or putting things together for the government, you need that other uh, aspect of things, too, where you have folks that actually – build some parts or pieces for you. So that's kind of the ecosystem we're talking about. So ultimately, as part of this ecosystem, we want to bring people, organizations, and resources together that help small government contractors grow. Right, right. Um, I, I know that was a lot. That's kind of what we're doing.
0: No, no, it, it makes sense. I think, I think it's a... Uh... It's a market that nobody's in yet. And I think it's a market that's really, really needed. I know when I used to work for a large contractor, I was leading projects. And one of the toughest things I would find is trying to find additional small businesses to help out meet my small business numbers that I had to had to meet for every single one of the contracts that I had. And I never really thought to go to any types of networking events to meet up with some of those guys. We always had our approved vendors. But what happens when those approved vendors go under, It t- it would take our team months and months to find a new vendor when I believe we have them really in just in our backyard. Dennis, I see on, on your guys' website too, you guys have a website, the the smalls.org. And I see it's the, uh, on one of the pages you have that this is really designed for small government contractors, service providers, manufacturers as part of the entire government contractor ecosystem, really connecting people, organizations, resources, and that's, that's kind of what you were talking about there is that the, the biggest part is just trying to get that entire ecosystem. I, you know, When we go to these networking events, it doesn't have to necessarily be a large contractor or just a small government contractor, right? I mean, can anybody come to these events?
2: Yeah, the vent's open to everyone. Uh, again, we want representatives from the entire ecosystem. We focused initially on bringing in just the small government contractors, and I think we've done fairly well there. Uh, the next kind of space there is is to bring in the primes and the small business offices. We've had them speak a few times, uh, but bring them into the fold. So all those different organizations are all welcome to be part of this ecosystem and the meetings. Uh, you know, one of the goals was to really become a one-stop shopping. So if you're looking for doing a contract or you see an opportunity out there and you want to be able to bid on these things or you even want to get in the game, then you A, go to the website, and B, go to some of the events. One of the other things we've tried real hard to do is partner with different organizations. So the Colorado Procurement Technical Assistance Centers, the – small business development centers and some of these other organizations out there that, that also support building and growing small government contractors and small businesses. So the, again, part of the larger ecosystem and, and we see ourselves trying to be a platform for that, a hub where all these different pieces come together and we can help everyone find these different, as we mentioned earlier, people, organizations and resources to to help your companies grow. Really in the end, it's growth for the companies, growth for people, growth for the communities. I mean, it's, it's a win-win situation if we can get everyone together, working together on these different projects.
0: Great. Um, you know, Dennis, I I started coming to your events, uh, let's see now, November of 2018, I think was my first event that I attended. And I absolutely just fell in love with the events from day one. Um, as a new BD guy, I was trying just to figure out how to get out there, how to talk about pipelines, and really just to uh, meet more like-minded people um, looking for business the same as I was. And as I was doing that, I really noticed that people want to talk about these types of things. People people are looking for a way to f- find out. Hey, how do I how do I know what is coming out at Peterson Air Force Base or Schriever Air Force Base or you know what what types of things um, is going on. On base, if you're not currently on base, or if you're not, you know that that large company, the Lockheed Martin's, Northrop Harris, whatever, um, and you don't have a full time BD person that's sitting there doing nothing but watching sam.beta.gov to see what's coming out, how do you really find that out? And and those are the types of conversations that I started having with the people at your events, and I really see that that that's the way this thing has really kicked off. I mean, we've seen in this past year now. We've seen massive growths, and that's kind of the reason why we're starting this podcast now. We're starting the podcast at our next events. When, once we're able to start having events again, we'll, uh, we'll start doing short three- to five-minute vlogs with individual companies that just want to talk about uh, their business, to get their name out there, to get their name out in front of other people. In, anything else you want to add, Dennis? Okay.
2: Uh, No, you brought up a good point, though. Uh, Part of the Smalls effort was to get out information that's relevant to the companies, not just opportunities, but other things that affect small government contractors. For instance, we have the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification uh, Initiative that OSD started here uh, last year. That's going to affect all government contractors. You know, we had a speaker come and talk about cyber liability insurance, you know, and maybe what you should have for that we've had other people come in and talk about different aspects of growing your business. You know, what do you need? What are some of the things you need to think about as you scale up your company? um, That kind of stuff. So it's not just what are the opportunities for today or tomorrow? It's also how do we expand, grow, maintain our business? Um, So that's also a piece of the puzzle. And, and I agree with you. The last few months has just been um, terrific as far as, content and personnel attending, representatives of different companies, and also the online presence. Um, As you mentioned, our websites continue to grow and expand as we're putting content out there that people want to know about, and we welcome input. So if folks go onto the website and they say, hey, we'd really like to know about this or we'd like more information posted about these different topics then uh we'll gladly support that as well because again we're we want to be the hub where everybody goes to for information. So if there's something that people are looking for and they're not finding it, let us know and we'll we'll put that on there. And our email address is actually the smalls um excuse me, Colorado Small what is it, Nate? <laughs> smalls Colorado at uh TheSmalls.org. That is correct. <laughs> I don't typically <yes>. email myself. <laughs> I so, don't email myself.
0: So with that, with that shameless plug right there, we've. Uh, We've started talking with a lot of different people in the past few months, and uh, we have two of those people as guests tonight. So I'm going to kick this off by by bringing a couple of them in right now. I'm going to start off. We actually have uh, online with us right now. We have the director of the small business program, headquarters of the United States Space Force Command at Peterson Air Force Base, Mr. Paul M. Aldridge on the phone with us. Welcome, Paul.
3: Thank you, Nate. Thanks for having me.
0: Do you know which number of employee you are as the United States Space Force? Were you the the second employee?
3: Uh no. I there's still only two. It's General Raymond and the chief are the only two really, but they're in the process of standing up General Raymond's staff up at the Pentagon. So yes, I'm I'm part of <laughs> Space Force, but I'm also still supporting the Air Force.
0: Okay. Well, you are sitting in building one on Peterson Air Force Base, if I'm not mistaken, is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So you're you're getting out in front of all of this. That's that's happening as quickly as, as possible. And uh Correct. We we actually brought you on, Paul, because uh, you know, we have been working um nonstop the last few months alongside with you trying to help put on an event this summer that right now due to the COVID-19 or coronavirus. We're probably going to have to postpone until a later date, but uh, it's been a great time just uh, developing that relationship with you and uh, trying to really understand um, what the United States Space Force is, is in need of as far as small businesses goes.
3: Right. I, I, I can't echo that anymore, Nate. I mean, it was I was really looking forward to this event because we haven't had one in Colorado for the last eight or nine years. And so we're going to start steamrolling that, getting that back up. But currently in the Springs, uh, they have that local p event, too, that occurs every Thursday or the third Tuesday of every month. And you'll get your small business professionals from Peterson, Schriever, Air Force Academy, Fort Carson, and Army Strat that usually shows up and gives a 15- to 20-minute presentation of what's currently going on at their installation.
0: Yeah, that's correct. And by the way, so just just so our listeners know, I'm actually a sitting board member of the Colorado PTAC and uh, just got noticed uh, notification today that we're going to have to actually cancel um, tomorrow's G2B government to business outreach event um, that takes place like like Paul said there every third Tuesday of every month. Um, It's usually at Colorado Technical University, but with uh, the onset of the coronavirus right now and the military kind of shutting down all speakers or personnel that would normally go to events. Um, we've had to to cancel that right now because we've had two or th- over 50% of our speakers canceled just due to trying to self quarantine right now. Correct. Okay. Well, I'll, on the phone as well, I want to bring on online here. Um, we've got, the The advanced integration lead and founder of the Space Force Association, Mr. Bill Wolf. Welcome online, Bill. Thanks a lot, Nate. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, Bill. Bill, talk to us a little bit about what the United States Space Force Association is.
1: You bet. So back in 1946, the Air Force Association stood up. That was January 46, a year and a half before the Air Force actually stood up. And I suspect what they were doing was trying to figure out what the new service was going to be. They probably coordinated a lot with air experts, and they figured out some of the doctrine, some of the tactics, some of the policy. And then a year and a half later, they rolled out the U.S. Air Force. So fast forward to 2019, and we are going to be the professional organization for U.S. Space Force professionals.
0: Very good. And uh you know, I, I attended I think your guys' inaugural event. Um that just happened what a couple months ago.
1: That's correct. We had our inaugural event in January and we actually just started in November. And what I what I figured is, you know, we gotta get kinda like what you, you all are talking about, we gotta get the voice of not just industry but the operators together. Uh, under a common umbrella so that we can have the the direct conversation of what space superiority actually means. And I suspect if we get together and have that conversation, we're going to be able to find some gaps in capabilities uh, where specific industry partners are going to be able to focus, where the military is going to be able to quantify where they need help. And I think it's going to provide a better way forward, a strategic vision for how to specifically accomplish space superiority.
0: Well, I, and I, I really do believe there's there's some confusion out there. As I mentioned, working BD, I, I attend quite a few networking events just trying to get, you know, my company's name out there. And uh, as well, trying to just meet up with other individuals like my individuals. And once people find out that, you know, I've been working space my entire career in some form or fashion... I the question always comes up well I don't understand the need for the United States Space Force I don't get it the problem I think that we're seeing out there is that in the community, if, if you're not working space right now, if you've just been Air Force, Army, or if you're just commercial and you're not you haven't been working space, you don't really understand the need for it. And I think that's one of the hurdles that we have to get over and try to get people to understand what the need is for the Space Force. And then on top of that, try to explain the delta what's the difference between the United States Space Force and US Space Command. I don't know, Paul, is there a an easy way of helping people distinguish those?
3: Basically, U.S. Air Force Base Command has dissolved, and everything now is U.S. Space Force. So all those bases that were formerly Air Force Base Command are now under the U.S. Space Force, and they're working on renaming those installations currently. I mean, they have a plan, but it's not releasable to do that. So I guess for the audience, what you would say is that anything that was Air Force Base Command before, is now rolled over under u.s space force
0: and then u.s space command once that gets bed down wherever that is whether that be uh, that's in colorado or florida or huntsville um i think vandenberg might still be in the running as well um that's really going to be the new combatant command of the united states space force where where all the training and all that is taking place is that correct
3: yeah, you're, you're touching around where they're trying to look at these field operation operating agencies. And currently, yeah, i got to be careful because I'm not sure what's releasable and what's not. But currently, I can say that it's in the works of how we're going to roll this out. However, no decision has been made yet, but you're, they're looking at three separate uh field commands to stand up. You'll have your SMC portion, which is really your materiel side. If you look at it, the old Air Force. And then you'll have your SPOC, which is your space operations. And then you'll have your STAR, which is a training portion of that. But how that all is going to play and what type of leadership you're looking at, thats we're in the process of working that out. And I know by 1 June, we're supposed to have a plan in place and roll it out. But now with COVID-19, who knows how long that's going to get pushed back.
0: Yeah, um, I think that's, everybody's on the cusp of looking at everything, right? Um, you know, I, I know Colorado Springs' big push right now is to try to capture U.S. Space Command. I know we were talking about it, and last time uh, President Trump was in town. He had discussed that he will make that decision by the end of the year. So I think everybody just kind of waiting to hear right now. And and still, I, I encourage everybody to still give a big push. If you do talk to your legislators, just make sure that you say, obviously, we need that here. And um, we obviously don't want you to give away any secrets there, Paul. So I fully understand that as, as being a, a space guy myself. I understand what we can and cannot say. Um so, Bill, Bill, do you have anything to add on that? Um, anything you've been talking with? Um, I know you've been talking to a little bit different personnel on the Space Force side. Let, how would you talk to us a little bit about who you've been talking to on the Space Force uh, to help get the Space Force Association stood up?
1: So uh, I retired after 24 years of working mainly in space operations. And then I've worked with uh, now Lieutenant General Retired Dave Buck, who is on the board of directors as well. And, and the key is just to figure out how to have that conversation with the service component so that they have everything they need. I, I like to bring up a story when we have this conversation. Now, we are, we are coming from the Air Force and still a part of the Air Force, the branch of the Air Force. And so we still have an opportunity to learn a lot of the way the Air Force does business with regard to domain superiority and the Air Force is no different. So the conversations are really about, you know, what does the operator need to do their job to gain and maintain space superiority? What are the operators being asked to do? And as a prior space operator, I, I think I understand, but as soon as you become decertified on a mission, I'm no longer the expert, and that's okay. But I really would like to talk to the tactical experts and figure out what they need to do their job. Now, i got friends that are still in the Space Force, and We're still in the Air Force, and I'm not going to call them out here, uh, but I I understand their frustrations, and they want to uh, come into this new age of space with the tools necessary to gain situational awareness, um, space domain awareness, uh, space acquisition and sustainment, accomplish that mission, and then accomplish their offensive and defensive space control mission sets. So how do you tie that thread all the way back from that specific mission to the industry that is able to provide that for them in a narrative that is easy to understand. So I don't know if that answers the question specifically about who I've been speaking with, but probably informally just speaking to operators. No, I think figuring that's out what their requirements are.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think that's good. You know, you bring up a couple good points. You say, um, how do we do this? I, I honestly, I think the biggest thing and, and I've been in, working for space for 18, 19 years now. And I honestly, I think the biggest thing is we communicate. I, I've never found as a contractor that communication has always been that, that big thing out there, that big black box that doesn't happen as well. And I think we've got a chance here uh, you know, with the United States Space Force coming online. I really think if, if we can set up that way to communicate and even if it doesn't come from the top down, Even if it comes with the people like we have on the phone here right now, you know, we've got Mr. Paul Aldridge out there that has reached out to to us, the smalls, asking us to help put on events. That's huge. You know, we didn't I've never seen that before where you get somebody on the inside looking outside to help. And and if you've ever worked on government contracts, if you're not on base, you don't, you're not privy to every single conversation, which is fine, but you're you're not even privy to some of the other conversations that are having and vice versa. If you're on base all the time and you never get a chance to go out and look at and come to these other events, you never get the chance to really understand what – Small businesses need, and small businesses don't have an understanding what what the government needs, and that was kind of the whole point of uh, these smalls putting that together. It was just that entire ecosystem. I don't I don't know how many times I've I've heard the small businesses, and we're talking, you know, two to twenty five people. Small businesses ask me, "Hey Nate, how do I find out what's out there at Peterson Air Force Base?" I, I have no clue. You know, I don't, I'm a small guy. I don't know how to get on Sam's sam.beta.gov. I don't understand how to use it. Back in the day, it was fedbiz.com or .org. Didn't know um, how to use it. And I just, I think that that's really where where this thing is going to take off is when just communicating with one another, helping each other. Hold them by the hand and say, hey, if you go out to our website, we are the ones talking with Paul and his entire crew. So whenever they give us their their contract documents of contracts that they've got coming up in the next year or so, we'll post them on our site. So you don't have to try to go out to every single site. There's, you know. Peterson Air Force Base, Shriver Air Force Base, the Academy, we're going to try to post that all in one location. So then the small businesses have an opportunity to really understand where to go to get this information. And then in the future, try to get more of the small business offices to all of our events. We're trying to bring all the small businesses to the events, and not only to our events, to some of our partners like Colorado PTAC, trying to get them to come together. Dennis, do you have anything else to add to that?
2: Uh, No, Nate, I I fully agree with you. And, you know, listening to the other gentleman speaking about the uh, Space Association as well as the small business office and the transition there, um, you know, it comes back to this whole teamwork mentality of how we can all help each other and work together to get at the areas that the government needs. Um, You know, how can we support um, the new Space Force as they stand up What do they need from small businesses, uh, from small government contractors? Where are the areas that they're looking at that they need support? Um, And then reaching out to the other organizations like the uh, Space Force Association, you know, how do we – How do we support them, get membership to attend their meetings so that we can share information? And and we can, as a community, as an ecosystem, we can grow uh, both the government organizations as well as the Professional organizations and we can work together at solving these problems instead of trying to do things separately And I think again that that was the whole purpose of the the smalls was really to bring this Group together to solve these problems and not just necessarily find ways to make money Although that's you know in the back of everybody's mind slightly um, But also how do we help each other in solving these hard problems?
0: I fully agree and so, Paul, from your perspective out there, um, sitting at Peterson, um, what, can, what can organizations like the Smalls and United States Space Force Association, what can we do better to help you do your guys' job? I mean, that's what it's really all about. Like, like Dennis said, yes, every, every contractor obviously wants to make money. That's why you're in business. But at the same time, we're not, we're not doing military contracting just to make money. We're doing it to help each other and help the warfighter help our community so what what else do you see out there that that can really help you guys out
3: i would see nate what you guys have said earlier it's, it's going to be the one-stop shop it's it's not we're going to, not going to send people to betasam.gov or go to uh, small business uh, websites it's going to be go to the smalls website you'll see everything out there and you know, it, it it gets confusing when we send them to these different areas, them being small businesses. And you're exactly right. When people say, "Well, it's a small business," they're in. The, you're in business to make money. That's what you're. That's why you're in business. It, it's the. It's a no kidding. That's why you develop a business because you. Yeah, you're trying to help us, but you're also trying to make money, which that's what you're in business for. But when you start sending people or small businesses all over the place, the the waters tend to get muddy. And then we've been trying to do that. And that's where we started that P-TECH event in Colorado Springs is that we're trying to make sure that all of us say the same thing. And then they're not sending companies all over the place. And so it goes back to what Dennis was just saying. Communication is huge. Uh, You know, I can tell you what I can tell you. And then if I can't tell you something, I'm just going to say, I'm sorry, I can't talk about that here. And then, uh, but yeah, we got to keep those communication lines open and Try to hopefully set up this one-stop shop.
0: No, and and that I fully agree with that. And just just you're aware, and I think we've talked about this on the sideline. Um, you know that. Our website, thesmalls.org, we have been um, updating that literally on a daily basis. We've got a blog we're doing, and it might not just be our own words. It might just be something that we're getting the word out there. Um, Dennis, I don't know how many people we take input from, but we take input from all these other organizations around the community, and we try to post them on our website, including an events page. So we've got events that go out for months and months and months. So if you ever want to know what's going on in the government contracting world we're trying to be that centralized location the center point of that ecosystem so everybody wants to you know we want everything to come through us so we can push everything out and uh, just help everybody understand what's going on and that's why um bill you and you and i were talking the other day that's one of the things that i want to start doing is making sure that i get all of your events from united states space force association and get them posted on our website i don't know do you guys have any events coming up soon
1: well, we were, but uh, they're postponed until further notice. The uh, the biggest event I think that I'd like to help set up and organize is during the Space Force, and I'm not sure if they've already renamed it, but it'd be the Space Force Weapons and Tactics Conference, and I believe that takes place in October. I'm currently working with the Space Force Public Affairs Office to try to help um, involved in that event and set that up and get an agenda together but that really is the place if we go back and look at some of the air force models that's the place where the tactician can get up and say i've got a problem and this is the air force has been doing this for for obviously quite quite a few years and it, it should be no different where the the tactician can get up in front of the four star and say boss if you don't give me these capabilities I'm either going to need a non-material or material solution. And from there, we can start to identify what those capability gaps are currently and then identify opportunities. And again, what that does is it changes the narrative a bit to go from an acquisition-based operator environment to an operator-based acquisition-supported environment, which is really what we're trying to help out with.
0: Very awesome. So, how how do I become a member, Bill, of your uh, the Space Force Association?
1: Hey, great question. Thank you. Uh, we are a five hundred uh, one c three not for profit, and you can go to ussfa.org. dot org. That stands for United States Space Force Association dot org, and you can join join there. Uh, the membership is thirty five dollars a year. And with that membership, you get access to members only content that we are creating. We've got a few committees that have spit up. The events committee obviously is extremely important. Uh, and then we've got the space education committee that is being run by retired Lieutenant Colonel Mike Martindale. He used to teach strategy out of the air force Academy. He's leading up that committee for us. And then of course we've got the executive committee. That's just kind of running, running things in the background so we are always looking for volunteers to help out to get organized so that we can get that information to folks and so that those meetings that we have and i'm not saying that they're they're not important all, all those meetings are important but as you know there's only enough time for to go to so many meetings so people get have to choose which meetings are are the most focused what are they going to focus on specifically to meet my uh, my needs. And so we, we definitely like to help with that as well.
0: Well, that sounds amazing. I mean, how many, how many people are you up to right now? You said you, you started this thing in November. You had our first meeting in, in January of 2020. How many members do you currently have? Yeah, we're up
1: to just over 150 members now. And by the end of the year, we'd like to get that up to a thousand. And, and the key is just getting the word out, like doing podcasts like this, which is, Phenomenal. So I really do appreciate it. We just got to get the word out so people know that one, this community exists. Two, that it's uh, focused on the space purity mission based on those those operational needs. And then three, it provides that uh, coordination and collaboration so that we can have an unbiased conversation about the that space purity mission.
0: You couldn't have said any better, and and 150 people—that's amazing. Um, so for those those people that are listening to this podcast, go out there. It's 35 bucks a year. Go out, sign up. Um, I can tell you from experience, coming to the coming to the events, if nothing else, it's a way to get in front of those decision makers um, and the people that are just around this every single day. So it's a good community, um, all good people. So go out to ussfa.org and sign up. And so, Bill, one last thing I wanted to ask you real quick. what uh, You currently work for a company called BlueStack. I've heard a lot of rumblings about BlueStack lately. Do you want to give us any updates on that?
1: So BlueStack is a data aggregation company, a phenomenal business model, and I think they've got the exact right perspective in terms of domain superiority, not just speaking of the space domain anymore. I don't want to speak for BlueStack Um, because I'm not their public affairs representative, but I'm just honored to be at the company and they are doing some phenomenal things uh, in the downtown area and in collaboration and consolidation of multi-domain data sets.
0: That's awesome. And Dennis, I heard you uh, just started a new position as well.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm hunkered down
2: here. Um, I just uh, became the uh, director for uh, business development at Quantum Research International. So uh, that's been an exciting journey here. And uh, as part of the Smalls, I too am looking for opportunities to team and work with other folks. And so uh, I look forward to uh, meeting everyone at one of the upcoming either Smalls meetings or one of our partner meetings.
0: Very good. Paul, um, anything else from you before we wrap this thing up?
3: No, I just appreciate you take, having me on the podcast and uh, look forward to future podcasts.
0: Well, I, I really couldn't think of a, a better first episode than to bring on the Paul M. Aldridge and Mr. Bill Hippie Wolf. So uh, I do thank everybody for joining us today, and uh, we will be putting this this podcast up on a weekly basis. They're going to be posted on anchor.fm forward slash the smalls. So if anybody has any questions, shoot us an email and all that information will be in the taglines. Thanks for joining guys.
2: You've reached the end of another episode of the Smalls podcast. Connect with us at the org. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you soon at the next episode.